It's no secret that our lives can get complicated. Even feel like it's too much to handle. Sometimes we can get burnout, stop talking to friends and family, maybe drink too much, not sleep enough, any number of things. Depending on the type of person that you are and how you manage the tomfoolery in your life. Show me a person who's never faced adversity, challenges, heartbreak, or trauma. And I'll show you a person that's been living under a rock with no other human interaction whatsoever for their entire lives. As if dealing with shitty people at work or trying to keep your kids wrangled or overcoming the end of a relationship or managing financial problems isn't enough. Now we've added an inept political system that cares little, if at all, about the people that got them elected, and they are shitting the bed at every turn. And then, health officials, the nerve of these people, will look a TV host right in the face and say things like, well, we've just, uh, we got to help these people find the right kind and dose of medication, uh, teach them the importance of working out, living a healthier lifestyle, all this. It's madness. It's complete madness. And the ones that can actually do something about it, us, just sit back and wait for one of the Avengers to come in and fix all the problems. That's just not how it works, my friends. Sometimes you've got to be the one to motivate yourself to be and do better, to grow a backbone and stand up for yourself and for your convictions. The people around you aren't always going to agree with what you have to say or how you live your life, but I'll tell you this, so long as you're not going out of your way to be an asshole just for the sake of being one, and you're not physically injuring people unless your own safety is being threatened, then the people who don't, quote, understand you are insignificant. That goes for your family, your friends, and your colleagues. We all have only so many spins around the sun before whatever happens next, happens next. Shouldn't the idea be to learn, love, and live as much as possible while we're here and not allow ourselves to be pulled down by what I lovingly refer to as meaningless shit? How's about we find out together and kick around some ideas on how to be more assertive and for the love of God, happier in our lives? Are you in or are you out? Welcome to The Atypical Man. We'll be right back. Well, congratulations. You've decided that you're done letting the world and the other people in it push you around. That's the first step. (laughs) I should do infomercials, you know what? Welcome back to the Atypical Man Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 50. 
episode 50. It's crazy. How long have we been doing this? Year and a half? Going on two? And we've only done 50 shows? Wow, I'm a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) Getting better every day. Getting better every day. Both here and over at the Atypical Man YouTube channel. Which we're trying to build more and more. That place is crazy to me. Like when it comes to the shorts. um, They're trying to do the best they can to mimic what TikTok has done. Which also sounds like it's going to be going away any day now. All these decisions being made up on the hill. They're just going to... It's going to axe the whole thing. Might not be a bad idea, though. Have you read through that user agreement? Every person that uses it, basically saying, yeah, uh, we can look at all your other apps, too. Whatever device you've got this app on. Yeah, 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 we can do that. We can look at every other app on your phone. Because you agreed to it. It's crazy to me. Crazy to me. So, yeah, it might not be a bad idea, but... Getting back to the short segue of YouTube, how they disseminate the videos and how they push it out to other people seems really strange to me because I'll have videos on like TikTok or like Facebook or IG Reels that go completely ham, that will get like thousands and thousands of views. And on YouTube, it'll get like two or three, if that. I've had this happen to me several times, even recently. One that I did over at TikTok, and I put it on YouTube, and it had one view. It was mine. (laughs) It had no other views at all. It's just weird. I'm still trying to get used to how they they do things. I'm sure it's more about an appreciation for original content, and I can appreciate that. I really can. Those ones seem to do better, but it's contextual. It really depends on the topic, and I think it has something to do with the language, too. Uh, I'm not 100% sure of that. We might have to call somebody at uh, Google or they're in the YouTube division and ask the question. So, uh, how do we do this? Send me a pamphlet. (laughs) Back to the main point of today's show, episode 50 of the Atypical Man podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host. My name is Caleb. If you've gotten to the point in your life where you're just tired of feeling at the very least like you're being pushed around by life itself and the other people, the good news is is that it's a decision. You can decide today that you're done with it. A lot of people might start thinking that you're some kind of a dick or an asshole because you're not going to Just go along to get along anymore. You're not going to let yourself be pushed around by these people or persuaded by these people for their own interest or in some cases for their own gain. And yet again, I thought seriously about putting at least a few notes together for today's show. But this is a topic that's so broad and can be approached from so many different angles. I'm hoping that it will just be fluid and we'll be able to just roll from one point right into the next. But we're going to find out. We're going to find out. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people lately about this exact thing, this exact topic. Well, I just, Caleb, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere in my life. I feel like I'm being held back. I'm just, 
I know I'm not being assertive enough. I'm not asking for the things I want. Okay, well, here's the good news. You've identified it. Do you have any idea how many people are swimming in a sea of not just ignorance, but denial? Making all kinds of excuses about why they're not where they want to be in their lives. Living in a certain area, having a certain house or apartment or condo, driving a specific vehicle, having a a certain kind of relationship. The fact of the matter happens to be, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you're not happy with yourself, you're never going to be happy with anybody else or a job or a house or a car. If you're miserable in your life, none of those things will remove the misery. You have to find out what you want and who you actually are in this world, who you want to be, who you want to become. Do you want to start a business? Go do it. Is it going to be a pain in the ass? Yes. Is it going to take you away from your family, your kids? Yes. But this is where good communication comes in, whether you're married or otherwise, whether you have kids or not. If you are currently sharing a life with someone and you're about to make an abrupt change or a hard left turn, yes, you have a responsibility to talk to that person and say, look, this is what I want to do. The most difficult thing for a lot of people in that conversation is to remind themselves and the person they're talking to that they're not looking for permission. If you're going in to have a conversation with your spouse or your significant other, it's not about you getting their permission. It's about you having the respect for them to tell them to their face and out loud, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give this a shot because if I don't, I'm always going to regret it. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. But I'd rather have that than the regret from having not tried at all. Since people were essentially locked up in their houses during the pandemic, it's forced people to take a hard look at themselves and their relationships. And whether or not some of these relationships are strong enough to stand the test of time or close proximity as it were during all that nonsense. It changed the working landscape in terms of how many different jobs can actually be done from home to where people don't have to report to an office. And I am going to be as open and honest based on my own opinions. These are my opinions. You may, you may share them, you may not. Either way, it's fine. I have wondered for years, well before the pandemic, I had wondered how many of these jobs, these companies that asked their employees to report to an office, why they couldn't do it from home. And again, this is just me. I've, I've found that since given the opportunity to quote work from home and not have to report to a shop or an office starting back in 2012, I always work harder from home. Always. I feel like I have an obligation. Okay, I'm I'm being given this great opportunity to do everything I need to do either from home or on the road while I'm traveling for work and seeing customers and their customers. I'm being given this amazing opportunity. Don't piss it away. 
I have so much appreciation for the fact that I don't have to drive to some office wearing a certain kind of clothes, certain kind of set of clothes, and I can do everything I need to do from right here unless I'm traveling for work, which I don't mind either. I really enjoy it, getting to see other parts of the country, meeting people from different parts of the country, learning how they live, how they came up, what they like to do in their free time. That's not to say that you're going to get along with everybody. You're just not. People have different personalities. Sometimes people like doing things that you wouldn't be caught dead doing. And that's fine too. But every now and then, you meet people that you share common interests with. Whether it's certain movies, books, um, other hobbies, or even a similar outlook on life. Or even getting into some more of the esoteric stuff. What happens when we die? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Then you start tossing around ideas about what could be. All the different possibilities. Which is, again, all a part of the human experience while we're here. And I'm bringing this up on today's episode because I think there's a lot of other people out there that are either hurting or feel like they haven't been heard or seen in a really long time. And Jordan Peterson made a really great point in a video, this was probably a year or two ago, maybe longer, that people need so little encouragement. And it's, in my opinion, it's gotten to the point for a lot of people that when they experience encouragement now, they're not sure what to do with it. It feels foreign to them. And a lot of times they feel like, well, what does this person want from me? Are they just trying to take advantage of me? Sometimes, maybe, yeah. But also sometimes they're looking out for you and or they want what's best for you. Are you going to have to sift through the nonsense to be able to separate the two? Yes, you are. But that's your responsibility. You've got to take responsibility for that. This is why I cannot emphasize enough. I I feel like I talk about this almost every episode, at least the last few. Learning how to read body language. And paying attention to how people say things, not what they say, how they say it. What is the level of engagement that you're in? With said person. Especially if we're talking about over the phone. And worst of all. Text messages. Folks. You know how much shit has been lost in translation. Through text messages. I have seen people get into knockdown, drag out fights. Because of a misunderstanding. In a text thread. Piece of advice by the way. If it looks like it's getting to that point, extinguish the text thread and call the person or FaceTime them or go see them, meet somewhere. So many things can be taken out of context and especially the way that people text nowadays, which I'm going to be honest with you, drives me absolutely crazy sometimes. Like shortening words 
or using acronyms that I don't understand or I don't know about yet. Yeah, I'm 41 years old. I'm not a young pup anymore. By the way, I love words. And I love grammar. And I love punctuation. So this whole slamming 17 sentences together without a break and no punctuation and no grammar. Oh, I could choke somebody. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) It's little things like this that drive me absolutely buggy. But at the same time, I'm trying to do the best I can to develop patience. Because I know not everybody is like me. I'm grateful for that, by the way. How boring of a place, right? But the idea of all of this is to be able to find a way to rely on our own faculties, our own abilities, while maybe the best we can learning a few things along the way about ourselves and about other people. That's not to say that you just give in or grin and bear it. When somebody does something that's driving you crazy, ask them the question. Point blank. Why do you do this? Why, why, why do you say stuff like that? Or why do you do stuff like that? I'm, I'm curious. Try not to have the condescending look that I just had on my face when I said that. Just try to do it in a polite way. You know, just out of curiosity. Why do you say stuff like that? Or why do you do stuff like that? Help me understand. When did it become a crime to ask questions? More to the point, when did it when did it become a crime to disagree with someone? It used to be two people could have a disagreement or even an argument. And when it was over, it was over. Nowadays, you get into a disagreement with somebody, especially if it's public. You've committed a crime against humanity in the eyes of some of these people. Politics is a perfect example. I remember being a kid and watching debates or hearing about debates, having conversation in civics class or history class, not fully understanding the full scope, because let's face it, as kids, we could give fuck all about politics. That's the truth. Most of us anyway. But at the same time, we've developed this environment and we allow it to exist in which two people from different walks of life, different backgrounds or different political leanings can't just disagree anymore. It has to be about making the other person wrong and make them seem like they are demon spawn. To what end? To what end? You and I can disagree. And at the end of that conversation, at the end of that exchange and or engagement, we can say, you know what? We might disagree with each other. Maybe we disagree with each other on lot, a lot or most things. But at least we were able to have the conversation and maybe learn something about each other and learn something about the other position. Without killing each other 
or going on social media and eviscerating each other. Do you know who acts this way, ladies and gentlemen? Children throwing a temper tantrum. We are surrounded by adult children. There's no denying it. Look around. You'll find it in business. You'll find it in politics. You'll find it in relationships. We are surrounded by adult children who think by throwing a temper tantrum, it will give them the attention they so desperately need or desire. And to what end? What kind of person are they going to turn into down the road if they keep getting away with this because nobody calls them on it? Again, it used to be back in the day, somebody acted like this. You could tell them, look, you sound like a dipshit. You look like a fool. Get your head out of your ass and figure it out. All this is, and I'm deadly serious about this. When you see these quote grownups on television having an argument or a debate, and then they start calling names or they start contorting their face during like an interview or a conversation. You see it on lives on social media all the time. Like I said, it's fine to disagree. But when you have adults doing this, where there was there used to be some semblance of responsibility and respect for an opinion that you didn't agree with, This is a different form of low-level bullying. And anybody that knows me knows I don't tolerate bullies of any kind. Again, we can disagree. But once you cross that line and you become a bully, bullies only respond to one thing, and it's action. Be an asshole to the other people in your life if you want. You're not going to be that with me. You're just not. It's incredible to me how much attention or followership some of these people get. Because it's the more outrageous you can be and the more inflammatory that you can be, the more views you get the more activity and action you get, the more engagement you get. As if to suggest that being outrageous and inflammatory with no facts, no intellect, no logic, no spine is somehow popular. That's what people are chasing? That's what's trending? These kind of people make me sick. They're nauseating to me. So when somebody comes and asks me, well, did you see the latest clip from so-and-so? I said, no, I haven't. What do you mean you haven't seen it? I just mean I haven't seen it. What is it? And then sometimes I will humor someone and go look at it, and I'm watching it going, this is what you made a big deal about? This person's a moron. 
What are we doing? Because they're driving around in a rented car from Turo? Or they're taking pictures at an Airbnb house that they don't actually live in? What are we doing? These are the people you're getting creased up over? These are the people that others are emulating, living these false, fake lives? And then two days later, we'll go on social media and complain about being alone. I'm never going to find anybody. I'm never going to find love. No, you're not. You know why? Because you're a douchebag. Stop being a douchebag. How difficult is this? You attract what you put out. That's what they say anyway. Is it true? I don't know. Still trying to figure it out. But here's my thing. If you're a dick or if you're an asshole to other people, do you think that you're going to get the opposite back? Do you think you're just going to continue bumping into all of these amazing people who would step in front of a bus for you? No. Chances are you keep acting that way, they are going to be the ones to throw you under it. Metaphorically, I hope. (laughs) But we continue to question. We continue to ask ourselves the question, why? Why do we put up with this? Why do we continue to allow all these other people to affect in such a big way our own lives? Why? It makes no sense. So if it doesn't make sense, why do we keep doing it? The quote from Einstein is so, and it's so cliche now because it's been used in countless movies, books, TV shows, but there's a reason for that. Because it's legit. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We're all crazy, evidently, because that's all we do. We do the same shit day in and day out, and we expect a different result tomorrow. It's us that has to be fixed, not, quote, them. So if we were all out here working on us, working on ourselves, all of us, we wouldn't be pointing fingers. Saying, well, he, he treated me this way, she treated me that way, I'm, my whole life is over. No, it's not. No, it's not. I've been through some pretty painful shit of my own the last couple years. And I've gotten to the point where I, I realized that nobody else is going to come along, pick me up, and dust me off. I have to do that myself. No job is going to do it. No relationship is going to do it. No personal belonging is going to do it. No hobby is going to do it. It's me. I have to do that. And for me, the moment when you take responsibility for your life, however you choose to do it, whatever the motivating factor is that gets you to the point where you're ready to do it, let it happen. You might even say surrender to it. Because what's the alternative? You're going to keep living the same life, just being miserable all the time, feeling like you can't get ahead. 
Feel like people are talking about you behind your back. Or laughing at your ideas. Or worst of all, laughing at, poking at, or shitting all over your goals. The things that you want to do in your life. Whether it's just you or you have a family. Those people don't matter, ladies and gentlemen. The people that do those things and say those things to you, they don't matter. And for the people in the back, they don't matter. Let them go. You think you'd be the first person to cut someone out of your life that was treating you like dirt? No. Oh, no. Sometimes it's what you need to do in order to move forward. Will there be moments that you'll miss them or wish that it wouldn't have happened that way? Yes. You know why? Because you're human. And if you have any kind of passion, excuse me, compassion or empathy, of course you're going to feel that. But we can't fix everybody. We can fix ourselves. Fix ourselves up enough to where we can both function and be happy and continue to stay motivated to do whatever it is we want to do with the time that we have here. Again, cliche, tomorrow's not promised. It's true. What if you landed in a hospital bed tomorrow? Paralyzed, a vegetable. Would you feel like you've done everything you wanted to do? Of course not. Am I saying you got to do all of it today? No. But start taking incremental steps to be better for you. Because you can't be better for anyone else if you don't feel like you're good enough for yourself. It starts with you. And if you want to find a way to give back or to give out once you're strong enough, again, that is your decision. Do I think you should? I think you could, but the choice is yours. Nobody in this world has the right to tell another person how to live their life. I don't care who the hell they are. Your folks, your siblings, your coworkers, friends, They can give you suggestions and opinions if you ask for them. But nobody has the right to tell you how to live your life. No one. Especially the people that come in and give you a rash of shit about how you're living. When they haven't come even remotely close to achieving the things that you you want to achieve. Why would you listen to someone telling you about what you do or don't want when they don't have it? Why would you listen to that person? You want to be in the creative arts? You want to be a writer? That's my goal. It's my dream. Working on it to this day. You want to be in film? You want to be an actor, actress? A producer, director? Filmmaker? Do it. Find a way to do it. Start slow. Try not to rush and try not to get frustrated. 
It's going to happen, by the way. You're going to have moments where you just have to step back and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I, I feel lost. That's part of the process. But learning that is the same way. It's the same thing as learning a trade. Someone from off the street goes in and says, okay, well, I want to be a welder. You think they just walk into someone's shop and then a couple hours later they're welding like a pro? Not hardly. Some of the best welders I know, it took them years and years to get to where they are. And they still haven't perfected it because perfection doesn't exist. It's a dream. It's a phantom. Chasing perfection, although admirable, is exhausting. Try to live the best life that you can. Try to be the best person for yourself that you can, so maybe one day you can be good for somebody else. Whether that's a significant other, your kids, whatever the case may be. But you can start today. Just by changing your attitude, just by changing your outlook on it. Well, I've lived my life this way for however many years. Hasn't really produced the dividends I'm looking for. Hasn't produced the results I'm looking for. Maybe I should change it up. Well, maybe you should. But it's your decision. Somebody barging into your house or your apartment, wherever you're living, saying, you're doing it wrong, you need to fix it. Well, okay, that's really helpful. Thanks, dick. Why not have a conversation with him saying, well, what is it you want to do? Do you have any hobbies? Do you have any things that you think a lot about that you haven't acted on? Keep everything legal, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And if you have some type of, quote, hankering to do bad things, go talk to somebody about it and do not wait. <laughs> But for the rest of us that aren't complete lunatics, give it some actual thought. What are some things that you think about? You wonder if it's something that you could do on a more regular basis. Maybe even turn into a business or become a part of somebody else's business who's already doing it. Starting a podcast, for example. I've made a whopping $14 on this podcast and I've done 50 episodes. 50. I've made $14 on this podcast. Not even kidding. <laughs> that won't even get me a ticket to the movies anymore, you know what? <laughs> it's worth thinking about. And it's another thing I don't think people do enough of these days because they just go along to get along. They don't allow themselves to sit with their own thoughts to try to figure some of this out. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you're missing out on some really great, some potentially great opportunities because you haven't given any thought. What if you could do this one thing? What if you could go live at this certain place? What if you could make this certain amount of money? What's it going to take to do it? What kind of security are you looking for? Are you looking for emotional security? Psychological? Financial? 
everybody wants to feel secure in their lives. Some people have their own ways of going about it and obtaining it. But security plays a massive role in so many people's lives. So what is it that is going to bring you the kind of security that you want and that you feel you need? What are the steps that you need to take in order to get there? It's a simple question, but the answer might not be so much. Because now you've got to start taking a personal inventory of not just your goals and your, your desires and your dreams, but also your thoughts about them. Everything that's ever been started as a thought. Everything. So what are your thoughts about the next stage or the next step in your life? Do you run from those thoughts? Or do you dive in, swim around in them, and try to put them together like a puzzle? Because you're the only person that can do that. You know it? Nobody else is going to come in and put those pieces together for you. Only you can do that. But the best part about that is that you get to do it yourself. It's yours. You own it. It's part of what makes you, makes you who you are. And it's part of what's going to turn you into what you're going to become. Back in a moment. All right, final segment, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging out with us today. You know, in closing, I would really like to be able to leave you, dear listeners, as well as myself, with some positive reinforcement. Because we all know how shitty life can be sometimes and how it can make us feel, leave us feeling when we go to lay down at night. I want to make it crystal clear that not all is lost because most, if not all of these challenges, problems, situations, if you will, can be fixed and done so by changing our thinking even just a little bit. There's a friend of mine on TikTok who dedicates her entire account to self-empowerment um, reminding people that just because you see or perceive things a certain way now doesn't mean that it has to be that way always. And she's an incredible content creator. Um, I've learned a lot from some of the things that she said, and she's been through a lot in her life. And it seems that she wants to be able to have something to pass down to her daughter and even other family members of hers as they encounter some of their own nonsense and bullshit in their own lives. So, but the idea is to remind ourselves that when we are facing a situation that seems insurmountable or we can't get past our desire to just come home and drink until we go to sleep because life is just beating us to our knees. This is all based on our own decisions. And when we decide to throttle down on the things that aren't helping us and throttle up on the things that will catapult us into the next 
stage, if you will, of our lives, that's when the real change happens. It doesn't happen overnight, at least not for everyone. Sometimes people have these ta-da moments that change them forever, and the next day, the next day they're a different person. It does happen, although it's rare. For the rest of us, it's a slow, gradual climb out of the darkness and back into the sunlight. And as with all things, it will take some time for us to get used to having that, quote, light on our skin again. If you try to move too fast, do too much too fast, not only will you get discouraged, but you're going to feel a motivation to potentially give up. Because the results don't come when you snap your fingers. It just doesn't work that way. It takes work. It takes consistency and persistency. If you can do those things, you'll be doing yourself a massive service. And please, for the love of God, do everything that you possibly can. Excuse me. Not to allow other people to get you frustrated when you're going through this change in your life, when you're trying to be a better person for yourself. Because as we talked earlier in the show, if you don't feel like you're a good person and you're not able to lean on yourself for a lot, if not most things, you're not going to be good for anybody else. Or worse yet, you're going to attract someone like you and you're going to fall into this codependency snarling nightmare of a relationship. I know what I'm talking about, so please be aware of that and do everything you can not to let that happen. Again, like attracts like. So if you're on your ass and all you do is come home and hit the bottle or smoke or just lay around or just eat trashy food every single day, day in and day out, week after week. That's the kind of person you're going to attract because those are the things you have in common. And it's our commonalities that bring two people together. I'm not saying it's a bad thing for you to have at least somebody in your life. But uh, I would su- I would strongly suggest taking a hard look at what they're bringing to your life while they're there. If they aren't finding ways to help you realize on your own that you do deserve better, you do deserve more, and that you deserve to be happy. If all the two of you are doing is wallowing in your own self-pity, It's time to throw a change up because that does no small amount of damage to the body. If you've never worked out a day in your life, start by taking a walk. Start by doing a couple of push-ups or sit-ups in your living room or in your bedroom just to get your heart rate up, just to get the the blood pumping a little bit. I'm not saying you got to rush out today and go buy a gym membership or buy a personal trainer. No. 
But I'm going to tell you this. Every single time that I work out, and I mean every single time I work out, I feel better. I'm going after the show today, as a matter of fact. Because I know when I'm done, I'm going to come home, grab a shower, try to make myself something sensible for dinner, maybe watch a movie, work on the book. That's probably what I'll do, work on the book. I'm glad I brought that up. (laughs) Have something else to occupy your time. Is it a sin to sit at your desk or in your living room and have a couple glasses of wine or a couple glasses of whiskey? No. You're a grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass woman. Do what you want. I might even have a glass or two of whiskey tonight. Haven't decided yet. But I'm trying to keep the signal clear. So if I do decide to work on the book or do something else creative, I'll have full use of my faculties. Um, your entire life is a choice. Everything you do, everything you are, it's a choice. When you feel those moments of doubt start to creep in, that you're not who or where you want to be, First things first, stop pointing fingers and look in the mirror. Because that you can change right now. You can take as much time as you need to do it, but make the decision. The moment you start pointing fingers, and I don't care if it's your spouse or your children or your parents, friends, colleagues, doesn't matter. The moment you start pointing fingers is the moment that you stop taking responsibility for your own goddamn life. And now you've left yourself powerless because you have all the power. Take your time, take the time that you need, but make the decision. I don't want to live my life like this anymore. I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. It's just, it's not healthy. Work it out again. And I've said this, geez, a dozen times as well. We weren't given a rule book or a manual for our lives when we got here. Every single one of us, the listeners included, we are all flying by the seat of our pants. There are some moments when we feel like we've got a better grip on our lives. But it's not, that's not the feeling you're chasing every single day. Mistakes are educational. Heartbreak is educational. We do try to avoid these things because we don't want to feel pain. But pain itself, pain and trauma, are two of the most educational tools that we have in this experience. Doesn't mean we have to like it when we're going through it. Most, if not all of us, have felt heartbreak or experienced some kind of trauma that seemed to come from out of nowhere. But we dealt with it. And we're still here. I don't want any of you to ever get to the point where you feel that the pain is just too much or that past trauma was just too much and you decide to check yourself out. And if you ever get to that point, I want you to do yourself the favor And promise yourself one thing. 
that you will go talk to someone as soon as humanly possible. Whether it's a a friend or family member that you trust or a therapist, go talk to someone. I understand that things can get dark. When my last long-term relationship ended, there were moments I thought I was going to drink myself to death. The nights that I didn't have my son, I just, I went inside and I stayed there. I would overdo the cocktails before bed, end up feeling even worse the next morning because the pain was still there. And now I've got this monolith hangover, like an elephant sitting on my fucking face for hours. And it it doesn't get easier as you get older. Gets worse. <laughs> the recovery time, eh, about a week after some after that kind of activity. Yeah, yeah, a few days, a few days. <laughs> Don't allow these situations that put you into these really dark spaces to convince you that your life is somehow over or that you're never going to be happy again. Because I'm here to tell you, it gets better. The moment you start being better for yourself is the moment that you can start being better for someone else. And that person may come in and change your whole life. Not make decisions for you, not tell you how to be, but allow you to be exactly who you are every day and talk to you about the things that matter. I've had so many conversations with people that have been married and they just feel like they're on an island, like they don't understand their partner anymore. They don't get along. They don't share the same values. They don't share the same goals, hobbies, all these things. And I have seen people grow apart. It happens. Not all marriages or relationships are meant to last. They're just not. And this idea that once we're married or once we're committed to a person, that come hell or high water, we've got to find a way to make it work no matter what. It isn't true, folks. Just because that's what we've been told doesn't make it true. We've been told a lot of things in our lives that weren't true. Am I right? Just because someone gets in your ear or gets in your space and says, you've been married however many years, divorce is not an option. Yes, it is. That's why it's there. If it wasn't an option, divorce wouldn't be there. This is common sense. Now, if you feel that by working to improve improve your communication with your partner that you guys can become strong again and be everything that you need to be for each other, that's very possible. But you've got to both want it. And I've learned, Jesus, if I've learned anything, it's that when one person gives up, It doesn't matter what the other person does. 
It doesn't matter what they try. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they attempt to do to rebuild the relationship and make it strong again. The moment one person gives up, and I mean really gives up, it's over. And the two people need to find a way in their own way and in their own time to make their peace with that. Because sometimes when it's over, it's over. But if you feel that there's an opportunity to rebuild, it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to. What are the long-term effects? What are the... What is the amount of work that will have to go into it in order to facilitate that, to bring it to fruition? Because make no mistake, it'll take work. It's like anything else in your life. I've known people that were having essentially a perfect life. They were in a great relationship. They had a great job. Kids were great. Finances were in check. Taking all kinds of vacations. And one day after work, They went and had a drink somewhere because it had been a hell of a day. And they had one, maybe two too many. Went to drive home. Not only got a DUI, but injured somebody else. And it changed their life completely. Nothing about their life was unchanged from that event. And I've heard countless stories just like that. Or people... Developing feelings or a relationship for someone at their job or friends of friends because they were lonely and they missed attention and they missed that feeling that somebody else actually gave a damn about them. So they slipped. I'm not talking about flat out cheating. These people are disgusting. The ones that are in a great relationship, albeit not perfect but then decide to go out and step out on their person. These people are disgusting to me, and they always will be. I've had that happen as well. It's pretty pathetic. But these things happen, and then again, your life is never the same. Because one, you either live with the guilt with what you did, or two, you tell your person what you did and chance them leaving, which most times they do. Because now trust has been broken. And you can't blame them for that. If they decide to stick around and try to work it out, that's the rare result. It happens, but it's rare. What I'm trying to say is that when you think that you're done and that you have nothing else to offer, these are the moments when we need to dig the deepest and go back and find all of those dreams and goals that we had in our youth. And remember that even though we're older, we still have just as much right as anyone else to build the kind of life that we are proud of and that we can try to show other people how to build should they ever bring it to our attention. I don't care what it is either, folks. Again, starting a business, changing jobs, getting into a new relationship, leaving a current relationship, 
We're here for a blink, and then it's gone. No idea what happens next. Have some theories. We'll save that for another show. <laughs> but we're going to blink, and we're, it's going to be over. And I don't know about you, I don't want to be that guy laying in a hospital bed or in my own bed as I'm getting to the end of my life. I want to have as few regrets as possible. So if I need to disappoint a couple people now or piss off a couple of people now because my life is taking me in a different direction, I won't blink before I do it. That's where I am in my life now. We don't have as much time as we think we do. So fit into it as much as you can. Learn as much as you can. Live. Love. Build appreciation for things that you didn't know existed. And that comes through exploration, i.e. learning. It's why I love books so much. Both fiction and non. I've probably learned more seriously, especially when it comes to the human condition from novels than I have from any book of nonfiction because it's, it's specific to a topic and I get it. That's what it's there for. I have an appreciation for that as well. But if you can find a really great storyteller, somebody like Charles Dickens or Fyodor Dostoevsky, Leo Tolstoy, Shit, even Stephen King can tell an amazing story. The dude is complete whack job. <laughs> but he's an incredible writer. He is, period. Hemingway, Faulkner, any of the new contemporary writers. There's always something to learn. Whether it's about behavior, relationships, friendship, overcoming adversity, getting over heartbreak, um, watching the bad guy lose. You know, watching this bad guy that did all this horrible shit for the majority of the story and then watching him or her get theirs at the end. You know, knowing that some way, somehow the villain in our lives, whether it's our own thinking or even certain people will get theirs too. Holding on to this, the good guy will triumph mentality. Because if we keep working on ourselves and we keep doing the best we can to show other people that, yes, we have limitations, we have certain lines that we're not going to cross. And if that line gets crossed into our side, someone trespasses into our life in a less than savory way, one, you're going to get checked and two, you're probably going to get bounced out of that life. Whether it's your life, my life, anybody. And that's as it should be. The same way that I don't have time for lousy writing, I also don't have time for lousy people. And on a lighter side, we don't need to be making room for people in our lives that we know don't fit. We've got to start being more honest with ourselves about that. For two reasons. One, for our own sanity and well-being. And two, so we're not stringing other people along. 
making more meaningful decisions. I'm not saying it has to be all about intellect. So many of our decisions are made emotionally and then justified rationally. But that's not every person. Sometimes that's flipped. It really does depend on the person. And these are all things that you'll get to know and learn as you learn about the person. Regardless of the type of relationship it is. Some people think that because you work at a certain job or with a certain group of people, that that group of people just, I mean, they all have to be cool with each other. No, they don't. No, they don't. I'm a perfect, I'm a perfect example. I've, I've, I've lived through that. I've worked places where most of the people got along, but there's always one or two outliers that people just don't trust. They don't like, they just get like this cringy feeling when they come around. I get it. I get it. Like I said, not every person that shows up in your life is meant to be there. At least not in a meaningful way. Maybe more of like a social or in passing kind of deal. And that's okay too. But finding a way to look at your current situation and say, it doesn't always have to be this way. And that's my choice. Because it's also your choice not to change a thing. But if you're making that decision, I'm going to tell you right now, you have no reason or room to bitch. If you're keeping yourself locked in a vacancy and you're not doing anything to change anything in your life, even if it's just a little thing, little things around the house, if you're not doing anything to change it, you have no reason to bitch. You can feel sorry for yourself. You can get down on yourself, which is probably what happens. Guaranteed, because that's how I used to be. But we don't have any room or reason to bitch if we're not willing to make any changes at all and better our lot at all. So the whole blame game shit, that needs to stop. The whole feeling sorry for ourselves, getting down on ourselves, that can stop today. By changing our thoughts and how we think and feel about it. Trying to lean back into your past and remind yourself of all the mistakes you made, all the fuckery that you were a part of, serves no purpose. Your past is your past. It's always going to be there. But it's also gotten you where you are now. It, it's all, it all depends on how you use the medium. And your life and your life experiences can very much so be the same. Those experiences can be a great driving force, either because you don't ever want to repeat them, or two, you'll be able to notice those same mistakes in others and say, actually, you know, when I went through this, here's what I did. Here's what I tried. It seemed to work. I don't know if it'll work for you. Maybe give it a shot. I hope it works for you. Don't clobber them over the head with it. It's the last thing anybody needs when they're in that state. But be very casual about it. You know, I actually went through something similar to that uh, a while back. I don't know if it'll help you or not. Here's what I did. Here's what I tried. 
and it, and it did help some. Maybe give it a shot. Ego and pride are very fragile things. And the moment a person feels attacked or judged, they will clam up right now. You will see their body language change. You'll see the way that they communicate with you change. The whole situation will be spun. And if you had a healthy relationship with them up until that point, it might not be so much after that. So don't do that kind of shit. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. I don't have it all figured out yet. Not by a long shot. I'm learning new things every day about myself and about other people. But I do know this. I have no intention of being unhappy in my life anymore so long as I can help it. And the majority of those things can be helped. Once we make the decision that we don't want to live our lives a certain way anymore, that's when everything will change. If you're having difficulty relating with your kids, do some research into it. Find out what their hobbies are, what they're into. Learn how they communicate, because that's going to change over the years. I'm a parent. I know what I'm talking about. How these kids communicate changes as they get older. It was the same for us. Different generation. They have a hell of a lot more than we did when we were kids, but that's every generation. Each generation that comes always has more and more of what the last didn't. It's just how it works. But if you feel that you can do better, you probably can. So find a way to do it. Read a few books. Get on YouTube. Again, have conversations with people that you trust. Not somebody that can exploit the information that you're giving them. And use it against you or weaponize it against you down the road. But people that you could call when you were in deep shit and going, look, I don't know what to do. And they're there. There to help however they can. Look at it that way. Rogan actually captured it perfectly. We're like this really weird organism that needs each other. You know, he's 100% right. But I don't think he meant when he said each other, everybody. There are certain people that are meant to be here with us and certain people that are not. And it's not always easy removing people from your life. But for the sake of your own happiness, for the sake of your own well-being, mental, emotional, psychological, if you picture your life without those people in it and you feel lighter, you feel better, that's a clear indication of what you need to do. And it's going to be difficult. But you can do it. Say, look, this just isn't working for me anymore. I need to move on with my life. And I know you'll do the same. I mean, you know, ill will. None. But I'm taking my life in a different direction and I've got to start being better for myself. And I do sincerely wish you all the best. 
and then you wash your hands of it. It's getting the courage to do it. That was, that was a thing for me, getting the courage to do it because the actual event, once it was over, I felt better. It wasn't easy by any stretch, but I felt better. You'll do the same for yourself. It's a decision you'll make when you're ready. And as with all things, this too must come to an end, meaning today's show, number 50. Number 50. I wonder what we're going to do for number 100 when I get there in like eight years. (laughs) God, I hope it doesn't take me that long. Jesus. As always, ladies and gentlemen, if you got plans going out this evening, please be safe. If you're going to be doing some boozing away from the house, have a plan, please. Keep a uh, designated driver or keep the Uber or Lyft app ready on your phone so you can get home safely. Whether you're going home to an empty house or dogs or kids or an entire family. Just make sure you get back to your house okay this evening. It's always a pleasure having you here. We love doing this. Like I said, come over and see us at the Atypical Man YouTube channel or the Atypical Man TikTok page for however much longer TikTok's going to be around. <laughs> might be a month, might be a week, might be a day. I don't know. Anything could happen at this point. So thank you guys again so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Go enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be safe. And I imagine we'll do this again really soon. Until next time, my name is Caleb. And you've been listening to The Atypical Man.